0: Hi, you're about to listen to the first episode of a new video game podcast, Big Red Potion. I'm the host, Sinan Kuba. So, I just wanted to apologize in advance for a few problems we had with audio levels and sound quality. These problems won't happen in future episodes. I think Skype was just having a bad day when we recorded. Anyway, I also wanted to make mention of the links at the end of the show, which you'll find in the show notes, and that you can download this episode and all future episodes through iTunes or at our website bigredpotion.wordpress.com I also just wanted to give thanks to Derek K. Miller who wrote and performed the theme tune which is washing off like an aardvark so here it is, the first episode of Big Red Potion I hope you enjoy it Big Red Potion, the podcast of broke old snakes' iPod. This is episode one. I'm your host, Sinan Kuba. So, what's Big Red Potion? Well, it's a video game podcast that's aiming to try and trim the fat you might find with other games' podcasts, keeping things focused on one particular topic each week. This week, that topic is downloadable content, and I'm hoping that me and my guests will be able to unearth a few niggles on it that, well, we feel need to be unearthed. In a minute, I'll introduce them, but um, first of all, I'm going to quickly explain the name so big red potion is actually a power-up you get for nabbing all the crystals in order on the second world of rainbow islands which is one of my favorite games of all time and uh, i think it might be one of my guests as well i'm not sure i'll have to ask him but uh, i thought it would be an obscure and quirky name and i think this podcast is probably going to be pretty quirky and almost certainly obscure so it kind of makes sense um so it's time to introduce my guests and this week they're two very cranky ones i hope they're not too cranky on this show but uh First up, it's Nori, who is better known on the interwebs as Nori316. He's a blog writer and game night organiser over at Cranky Gamers UK, and he's also the host of his own blog and podcast. So, Nori, pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you very much. I'm pleased to be here.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're the guest I was referring to, because we were talking about Rainbow Islands yesterday, and I'm not sure... Did you did you like that game?
1: I did. It's a, it's a blast from the past, certainly. It's not... Uh, I don't think it's up there with the greatest games I've ever played, but it certainly resonates with me.
0: Oh, I, I, I liked you, Nori, up until then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my second guest this week is uh, Jonathan, who's also known as the Mugh Warrior, and uh, he's a game night organiser over at CGUK, and uh, he's also been a very busy man this weekend, because this is a- actually his second podcast in a row. <laughs> Indeed
2: it is. Indeed it is.
0: Yeah, so thank you for flying in, John. No problem. <laughs> So, uh, how have you guys been finding the snow this weekend?
2: There's been nothing here. Really? <laughs> was nah. it was there's some on Monday, some on Friday, and that's it. It's been cool. it
0: because you guys are both uh, much norther than I am, and well, yes, Nori, you're northward than anyone I know. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs>
1: yes, it's uh, it's actually uncommon for it not to snow here to be to be honest.
0: Oh right, gosh, yeah. wow. Um, okay, so. Let's get on to the to the main topic, which is this week downloadable content. I'm thinking of naming the episode "Downloadable Malcontent" because I'm personally not very happy with the situation of DLC, and I don't know whether my guests are going to be uh, maybe a bit more positive than me, but we'll we'll find out. And it, it's a topic that um, I think needs to needs to be discussed, needs to come into the into the limelight a bit more because. I was looking at the games that have come out recently. I don't know if you if you guys have noticed this, but every single one seems to now have DLC. There are not get r-
2: many r- that don't have at least like rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that don't have like little like outfits or something like them. Uh, that adds to the experience. Most most games have now. Hmm, and I. I,
0: I I, I was I compiled a little list of, of some of the games that have come out recently that are coming out. So we've got Far Cry two, that's got its DLC. Prince of Persia's coming out with DLC. Little Big Planet has tirades of DLC. <laughs> <That was laughs> loads dope. of little costumes, um, some of which are free, some of which aren't. Then there's Fallout 3, which has just had its DLC come out. Did you guys play that DLC? I
1: haven't yet, no. No I have gonna wait. I have the game on the PlayStation, so we don't get that there, I'm afraid. Uh, Disappointing. No. But uh, DLC, I think, has increased immeasurably because it's, uh, it's, the most, it's the most simple and obvious way to, uh, to get the developers getting their own money back rather than people going to pre-owned stores and picking things up there rather than trade your games. And I, I, I think oh, it's
0: like, something that's... Oh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I think it's something that's now... Come into come into the console market much more because of you know the power of the next generation thing, of consoles. Whereas it was something that was much more to do with PC games a few years back. But mm-hmm. I get, I guess now it's much easier with broadband connections and and it's I guess it's very easy to just over a course of a month just knock out some DLC to yeah, stick yeah. the marketplace. Absolutely,
1: um, it's much cheaper to develop as well than um, maybe knocking out a sequel on a disc. Uh, rather than doing that yeah. in the back of a truck filled with petrol, you know, you just lock up a bit <laughs> of code and you stick it down the super highway, and exactly. it's on your hard drive, and it's much cheaper to deliver to people.
0: Absolutely. Um, how, I mean, in a general sense, how do you guys feel about DLC? It's a, it's a difficult Gosh. question, I know. I mean, is is it something that you're happy to see there, or is it something that you feel that maybe, like me, needs to be discussed well, a bit more?
1: Sorry, if I may go first. Uh, John if that's okay i i'm I'm all for it but it d- depends really, one, of course, how much it costs, which we'll get onto to shortly, I'm sure, and two, what it is and how it's used uh from my personal perspective i I think what we'll do is we'll use Halo three as an example, that game would probably be dead in the water a year ago if it hadn't brought out all the d l c that's kept it right at the top of the Xbox Live charts for the last couple of years, right. I think uh, the way that that's been done, the way it's been handled, it's commendable. It's good, and I like the way that it looks. But uh, that that said, uh, the the maps that come out and the price that they are, I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm also not sure I'm I agree with the way that they they bring it out. You can't get access to them in general matchmaking unless you want a special playlist where you come up against generals and people that are so much better than you are at the game, uh, thereby making the Money you've spent on them completely redundant because you're not going to use sure. them again until they're now free. <laughs> so absolutely I absolutely
0: agree. And I, I think definitely one of the big big uh, topics of discussion with DLC is price, like you said. Um, I mean, two the, of to the DLCs that recently came out, Fallout Freeze Operation Anchorage, Fable 2's Not Hull Island, they both cost 800 Microsoft points, which yeah. uh, I think in this country that comes to about six quid, seven quid, something like that. What I, I saw a lot of lot of comments on various forums about some people feeling that one of the DLCs was maybe overpriced. One of them was arguably even underpriced. Um, and i was wondering, do you do you think that with DLC pricing there is an issue, or is it something that maybe is a little bit deeper than just saying this has, you know, this number of hours compared to
2: this game? Um, I think it's it's I think it's all to do with uh, how re. Replayable it is, because if you've got DLC that you only play, like the Fallout or the Fable DLC, which is just, it's like story stuff where you don't really go through that properly once, or like twice if you've got like different characters, whereas like the H- Halo maps and things, which you can play multiple times and do like uh, the Forge, use the Forge and make all sorts of custom maps and things like that. So it's, I think it's to do with that as well as the, uh, price, obviously.
0: Well, I think that's a, a very good point, and I think that actually kind of extends into what I've been thinking about it, which, I, personally, I, I sort of find that if you're going to get into squabbles and discussions about DLC pricing, you start having to think about how video games are priced anyway, because I've, I I recently played Heavenly Sword, which, uh, I don't know, have you, have you played it?
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Wow. It, <laughs> it wasn't one of my favourite games, I have to, have to be honest.
0: How hours did you put into it, Nori?
1: Uh, well, honestly, probably about four or five, I think, before I gave up.
0: All right, well, if you'd have put a couple more, you'd have finished it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was seriously short, and yet it costs the same price like, like Fable 2 or Fallout 3 did, and both obviously have you know twice, three times, four times, maybe even ten times as many hours, and yet they come at the same RRP. So I don't know whether it's valid to say one DLC has more content than another, for the same I mean, price, when we've already got the same problem with video games at retail.
1: I think the, the pricing for DLC is a really thorny issue, because it really depends on what it is. For example, if you're paying the 800 points you mentioned earlier for a set of maps in Halo or Call of Duty or whatever, um, you can you can almost justify that. But when you start charging two or three pound for a silly little costume in Little Big Planet, yeah, that's where the line. It gets a little bit. Uh, it's not black and white. It's more grey.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly, it's almost on on the edge of exploitative when you're putting it at that price. I think. Yeah. Um, another another argument is um, something that John Davison brought up on uh, the Listen Up podcast. I don't know if you guys heard it a couple of weeks back, but he it was a very offhand comment he said about DLC being like DVD extras, you know, like um, deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. uh interviews bloopers and all that stuff it, it, that comment doesn't sit well with me I was wondering um what did what did you think Jonathan about that comment
2: well, I don't think that that's really right at all because uh I don't know dVD extras they' not like integral <laughs> well they're not most of them aren't integral to the actual film itself whereas some a lot of dlc is uh adds on adds on to the story so like Obviously, some DVD extras like uh, deleted scenes or like like tie in directly to the movie, but right. uh, like the DLC, a lot of it, a lot of it actually like uh, is tacked on to the end, so it it like adds to the experience of the game instead of being like just an extra. There, absolutely,
0: I, I, that is exactly what I, I've been thinking. In that, um, you know, that the stuff isn't included in the film because. You want it would be stupid to include that stuff in the film. Whereas, like you say, a DLC is actually it's part of the game. Um, I don't know. What do you you think, Nori?
1: I think if DLC was anything like a DVD extra, then it would be something that I wouldn't be afraid of because I never ever look at DVD extras really. I'm not that sort of sort of person.
0: that's exactly the other side, because we just buy DVDs because of the film. We don't yeah. buy them because of the limit. I don't know. Maybe so, maybe some other people do, but I don't, certainly.
1: Absolutely. In that respect, DLC is definitely nothing like a DVD extra, because I, I look for it, I actively look for DLC on the Xbox Live Marketplace, on the PlayStation Store. Um, I wait for it. I certainly read articles on it as well. I never do any of these things for DVD extras.
0: No, no. Um, and I... I I guess I can see where he's coming from in that it kind of, in terms of how you approach it from, I don't know, a money perspective. Maybe you kind of you sort of think, well, I could put a few bit extra for a bit more DLC, but it's it's nothing like it. I think that's we both we're all agreed on that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, and the other thing with DLC, which makes it not like a DVD extra, is when it's when it's made. Um, I I think. I, I don't know. This is something that's been a very, very funny issue recently, especially with um Tomb Raider Underworld. Did you guys see the story about that DLC? Uh
1: no I didn't no. No, it skipped me by.
0: Okay. So um there was there's D L C I think it's either come out or it's coming out for the um for the three sixty, it's exclusive DLC. uh But because of all the layoffs that the um, guys at Crystal Dynamics were forced to to make, um, in light of the poor sales Underworld had, um, they, well, the creative director of the game, Eric Lindstrom, went on the Tomb Raider forums, and he came out saying that the DLC had actually been cut out from the main game because of time constraints. They weren't able to fit it in because they had to get the game out. And then I think someone else. It, I mean, this wasn't actually. It could easily not be Eric Lindstrom. It could be someone just claiming to him to be to be him. So at this stage, it's just a rumor. But I think most. I, I played the game, and to me, I kind of think that it could be true, based on how that game ended, how short it was. So that DLC might not have been necessarily made or started being made when the game, after the game was released, it was something that was intended to be part of the, the main game. And this is a. An issue that's come up with Prince of Persia because the DLC for that's come out so so quickly. Do you think DLC necessarily has to be made after a game is is made?
1: Oh, well, that's a contentious issue, I think. Um, I think there's a couple of ways of looking at it. From one perspective, you could say that the developers are maybe trying to move the distribution of games and such, like, from the physical disk form to downloadable content in its entirety. And to do that, they might not be, they might not be doing it on the one or the other. maybe just they're releasing the game disc so that somebody has the physical product in their hand because that's that's what consumers want at the moment. But then they're releasing these other little bits of DLC as well, just trying to gently shift them over um, to the eventual shift where all games are delivered that way.
2: So. Uh,
1: that that's one one theory that I can I can. You know, I can kind of get behind that but on the other side of it that's when the cost and the pricing comes back into it. if they're going to do that then um, it's exploitative I think is the only word you could use to sell a disc at full price and then bring out DLC on the back of that that they already probably had ready could have been on that physical disc and charge top dollar for the DLC as well I think it's um, I think it's cheeky to do that
2: to say the least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's the two perspectives I, I, I see it from. I think it's it's only natural we're going that way eventually. Everything's going to be downloadable, including you know most people don't even go into a shop to pick up things for their personal computer now. They they download it directly to their drive, uh, and it's going to be exactly the same for consoles. And I think developers are gradually shifting people to that mindset. Uh, it's just the pricing that comes in there, and that's that's what's making it a thorny issue.
2: Yeah. Well, I only have a problem when the charger for DLC that comes out like within like a month of the game's release. Because fair enough, if the if they've been making something to fit the other game and it didn't have the time, that's fine. They could just release it like a little bit after, for the, and for different. Like, that's that's all right. I it's just when they start charging for it is when the yeah. Yeah, was yeah. the issue really?
0: I mean, I, I I think I I have a bit of an issue with with one particular DLC that came out, which was um, the Sam the Amigo DL- DLC, which actually came out at launch. So, yeah, they picked, <laughs> I think it was three fr- songs which were available to download at launch, and that that strikes me as just being nothing but exploitative.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we go back to... I mean, Tomb Raider's only one game, and it, it did skip me by, but there is a, a raft of other games that have came out, and not long after the DLCs came out that could have been included with it. It's disappointing that um, developers can get away with that, and I think, on a whole, consumers generally need to almost wake up and stop buying that stuff when it comes out, because it's the only way to get the message across, but people still will.
0: Right, well, that's really funny that actually you bring that up, because there's one game... Um it came out uh, for the PS3, Everybody's Golf World Tour, which, uh, I get, this is, feels like really whinging, but I'm going to whinge anyway, because I think it needs to be said. When that game came out, it had one of those videos that comes up when you leave the game on standby. And if you watch that video through, there are two characters who are shown to be playing the game, which aren't included on the disc. And then, funny enough, two weeks later, guess what? Those characters came up for DLC. So if you watch that video, they're there, but... They're not in the game. And if consumers, you know, woke up, like you said, they might have spotted that. But I guess with that kind of game, it's such a, a niche market, and it's it's only two characters. Who's gonna care? Who's gonna notice?
1: That's a prime example, I think,
0: of,
2: uh,
1: of what we're meaning. Yep, yeah, that's, uh, that's terrible, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Little I've Big got got Planet's, um, Little Big Planet's not any better, in my opinion. Oh no, it's all the is- costumes and things that the Selling on on the PlayStation Store. It, um, it as soon as I load up and look at it, it makes me laugh. It really does. That people actually pay real money for that Oof, in a word, crap. Because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Why really? on earth would you do that? I don't I don't understand it.
2: Well, I can think of a couple of examples off the top of my head of like DLC, like stupid DLC coming out. So after give like like uh, Sean White Snowboard, and that's I have that, and um, I think they brought some like. Brought one free, like different uh, clothing pack, and then they brought like I think it was two or three paid ones for like 200 points or something, which is just completely stupid. But obviously they would have they've had that since like, easily included. They just want the money for it.
0: No, exactly. No. They're yeah, doing the money. same as Street of 4, aren't they? Now, um, these alternate costume packs, which they've actually shown in videos, and
2: uh, stupid. <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> it's, with a little bit, Planet One you mentioned, Nora, I. I I, they get away with that one because of who plays that game. And there's always kids who, as soon as they see that kind of stuff, think, I want it, Dad, okay. can I have that? And at one pound, well, may as well, but each time it adds up and soon you're paying like 10 quid to Sony for a bunch of stuff which could have been on the disc.
1: absolutely right. And if you think about it, I, I haven't looked in a while, I have to say, uh, because it really does wind me up enough. Uh,
2: but if you think about
1: how many of these costumes have been released since that game dropped on the store shelves, I mean, it must be there must be thousands of pounds out of that, I mean, millions of pounds out of that probably.
0: No, exactly. I think that's that's probably what's going to make Little Big Planet 2 is all that DLC being sold. Um, but I've actually got a couple I can trump all of your uh, your dodgy exploitative DLC <laughs> <laughs> ones. I've got a couple which are really bad. Oh, good. So, um Salt four, did you do you play that game? Oh
1: uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I only yeah. recently picked it up and
0: <laughs> so uh, Jonathan obviously knows what I'm talking about. How about you how yeah. about you tell us about what what that deals? Well,
2: uh, didn't it just bring out loads of well because Soul Calibur four you can customize your different characters with their costumes and different weapons and things. didn't it bring out uh the brought like alternate new new stuff, new like Clothes and things, I think.
0: Yeah, there was there was all of that. But there was uh, there was actually one thing worse because when when the game launched, it had exclusive characters for each system. <laughs> oh, it had Yoda for the 360. Oh games. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Darth having,
2: A, the, having the uh, bought the mode for either so in, system. Yeah. Before you go any further, can,
1: can I just them? say that uh, I I bought the game for the first time last week and I I actually fell into the trap and bought Darth Vader. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So I don't know exactly uh, where you're going with that, but just so you know up front, I'm one of these people. <laughs> oh,
0: dear.
1: oh uh, dear.
0: You know, in fairness, like, I would have, if I didn't know that it was on the other system. If I didn't know that I was being exploited, I would have.
2: Yeah, quit. I would have as I well, yeah.
0: But um, <laughs> uh, one that goes even worse than that is um, is Beautiful Katamari. Apparently when that launched, it actually had DLC which required the player to purchase it if they wanted to get... A thousand achievement points on the 360. It had a level which was part of the... Oh god. <laughs> you can imagine how people were like, oh I have to have that if I can't get a thousand points and it just, it's outrageous I think. It's really 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 dodgy and yet no one calls them out on that.
1: No, I no, mean as long as people keep shelling out, they're gonna keep doing it. That's a, the that's a thing.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I don't know whether there, there's a counter argument. It. It's all optional. Do we have? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. DLC mm. part. Yeah. What, what, well. do you, what do you guys reckon? I think a lot of this, the DLC, is aimed at the more uh, casual player who doesn't like follow all the gaming media and everything. But it's, it's still, it's still exploitative, even if it is optional. There's still the option to buy it, and for some people, that'll just be uh, too big a draw, and they'll buy it anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I tend to agree. How about you, Nori?
1: Well, the, the way that I look at it is quite often when I go into the the town shopping with my other half, she'll quite often pick up something that's cosmetic and unpractical for an unseemly amount of money. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's not going to stop me complaining about it. So even though the option's there and she doesn't have to buy it, Um, I'm, you know, if that's there. If that sort of option is there for people to buy, they are going to go and buy it, and I'm going to complain, because I don't think it's right.
0: Well, I think another another a layer that could be added to this argument is when it's exclusive. When you've got one D- DLC that's exclusive to one console, then someone's losing out, because they don't have the option.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, that's true.
0: So, well, I wanted to bring Nori in on this because you know Nori is obviously a very avid PS3 fan with uh, your blog and your uh, your podcast. Yes. There's been a lot of three sixty exclusive DLC of recent. How, how do you feel about that as a as a PS3 fan?
1: Oh, I'm thoroughly thoroughly disappointed. In fact, um, looking specifically at uh, Fallout Three, and I'm now have, I'm now going to have to go back to the shop and change it for the Xbox three sixty version. Um, which really I suppose I should have known at the start and I should have went with the 360 version to start with. Um, I had my own reasons for doing that, of course, uh, which I've explained in my own podcast in the past, but um, now it's got to the point where I I loved Fallout 3, I thought it was a fantastic game, and I feel almost a little uh, stabbed in the back, almost by the developer that they've decided to go down that route. Um, And it's okay for me because I can actually go and Pick up the 360 version easily enough. But what about all these people that own a PS3 only? Don't have access to it. it must be thoroughly disappointing for them.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, I, I totally agree. Because, you know, I, I Jonathan, do you, do you own both the systems, 360 and
2: 360? No, no. I just got a 360. But I was just going to say, um, well, it's all to do with money, really. That's what it boils down to, basically. Because didn't, uh, I think, Microsoft paid Bethsaida uh, to just... To release it only on 360. So that's basically what it's all about. Most of this exclusive DLC.
0: Right. And is it, is it is that do you reckon Microsoft's Microsoft's fault for doing what Sony's fault for not getting involved too?
2: I don't really. Well, I don't know how much money Sony have at the minute, to be honest. So they might they basically might not just might not even be able to afford it, and not think thought it was, uh, and like enough value for money for them in terms of selling selling the copies
0: this is the thing i think with the with the gta 4 one with the message i got from sony i don't know whether you guys felt, felt the same was that they thought it was not worth it they didn't think that it was going to sell for how much microsoft paid for it is there an argument that maybe microsoft are maybe shelling too much money into this how, how important do you reckon exclusive dlc is
1: well i think uh looking back now probably a year ago i think sony in fact i remember sony coming out and saying we don't care we've got Grand Theft Auto on our system, and it's a big enough game to sustain itself. But now, a year later, I think they're maybe looking at the 360, and they're looking at the picked-up sales of Grand Theft Auto, They're looking at the amount of money generated by this new DLC that's about to... um, It's maybe even out now, I don't know, actually. Um, And I think they're maybe kicking themselves, to be honest.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think they will be a little bit angry with themselves, (laughs) but not... uh even try well, I don't know. They might have tried uh, behind the scenes, but not uh, managing to get that because it does look it does look interesting, and it it seems to pick, it seems to be picking up a, a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think um, it it wasn't really reflective when the game came out because it had similar sales on for both systems. I think 360 was beating the PS3, but it was it was fairly similar. But obviously. GTA is a slow burn. We've always known that GTA games are a slow burn. Like, the GTA 3 games sold over years. They didn't all sell at launch. So, I, I, with the DLC, it's always going to push 360 sales, especially if you can put it up a console box and say, with exclusive DLC, which is something Sony can't say for many of their games. I mean, I can't really think of many, many games out there that have DLC just for the PS3. I'm sure Nori could tell us if there are any. Yeah.
1: Nothing jumps out apart from the obvious Resistance, and Motorstorm. You it's know the.
2: <laughs> I think it's just the system exclusives, really, isn't it? That have exclusive DLC for. But even then, yes. the, the
1: DLC for Resistance and Motorstorm is as simple as a new map or you know a new a new course. It's not it's not really the scale that the GTA DLC is going to be, uh, which is really disappointing when you think about what they are ploughing their money into. And I'm not sure if you're going to go down that route. Very shortly, but uh, if we mentioned home. If you think oh. about the money they're ploughing into that, and oh. things like this DLC for GTA and DLC for other games, that's what's being sacrificed. That's what really, as a PS3 f- fan, if you like, that's what really disappoints me. Hmm.
0: I mean, the uh, in Sony's defence, I thought of one: Mirror's Edge. I think Mirror's Edge has exclusive DLC for the PS3, so that's that's one. No, or um, does it doesn't. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'll, I'll get corrected by that <laughs> later, but uh, I think it got a map or something or some time trial stuff. But um, it's not great just to have one. And I, I tend to agree that, especially with something like we, we, we were talking earlier about home um, before yeah. I think yesterday, and I think I think probably John will agree with us that Sony have screwed that up. gave um, yeah. uh, yeah. they've they made a wrong decision there, and I I don't see any way back. I mean, I, I actually wrote an article about. Two months ago saying 10 ways to improve home, but even then, I didn't really believe that there was any hope for home. I don't know, do you, do you guys, it's getting a bit off a tangent, but it'd be interesting to talk about it. Do you guys think that um, there's any, any way back for home?
1: See, I, I think the home discussion is quite relevant to DLC because if you, if you notice the press release a few, is it a month ago? So they're actually making money out of home through DLC by selling virtual coffee tables and selling virtual chairs and rugs and other nonsense that are absolutely no use to anybody. Um, sure. It's absolutely crazy. They're, I think it was a million dollars from memory that they've made from it. Wow. Um, so in that respect, if you take it from a financial, um, certainly the state that Sony's in at the moment, from a financial perspective, uh, the home's actually done really well, um, pulling in $1 million. One million dollars or so, uh, and, but you know, from a from a general user's perspective, it's just absolutely garbage. There's nothing in it that I really want to log on my PS3 right now, sit down, and have a look at. In fact, if it was deleted off my cross media bar tomorrow, I probably wouldn't even
2: notice. <laughs> well, I think at the time, I think Sony will probably jumping jump off the second life bandwagon. I think with that, I think. I think that's, that was just getting popular when they first announced it, if I remember rightly. And I think it's just completely failed on them because people don't log on to the PS3s to do that kind of uh, social interaction. That's why. That's but
1: then why that's, why that's the way. thing, it's not social interaction. It's, it's so far removed from social interaction. <laughs> I've, I've, if you actually sat down and had a look at this thing, you'd realise that social interaction is the last thing on their mind. Um, they've got. <laughs> Uh, they've got little text boxes. They've got uh, a few options that you can select to communicate with other people in there. But generally, in my experience, the only way people communicate in it is by dancing with each other, which is
0: not not a good time for me. You know what? I had loads of fun dancing
1: in home.
0: <laughs> I did did it outside the um, Loco Roco two advert and got about thirty people doing the Congo
1: <laughs> No, that does sound awesome. good actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, but with Home with the DLC, I think it's it, you're right. It is it is a valid point. But at the same time, I think they would be doing better with stuff like the add-ons, you know, the costumes, the furniture. If they said, look, if you get so many trophies, you can exchange it for a table or a T-shirt or yeah. uh, a costume. And it just yeah. this is what the 360s finally seeming to do with their achievements and um, and avatars. And you can see how eventually that's going to get to a point where people are even going to feel much better about even spending money on Clothes and stuff because there'll be the option to say, well, you can get achievements for it, or you can buy it, and it'll appeal to both markets.
1: Well, that would and be what, that would be good.
2: Ex- yeah. So actually, that's just reminding me of something because uh, I, when I first originally got the Xbox uh, back then, I wasn't like I wasn't involved in any any I wasn't I didn't uh, pay attention really, and I, I thought originally that could like exchange a gamer score for like to pay for things basically. So I thought that would be really good. So then, to my surprise, I found out that you have to you have to buy Microsoft Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, actually, so pre-empted I what thought, you're doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that would be re, I thought that would be a really good idea if you could if you earn gamer score, then you could spend that on the on the on the marketplace. But obviously, Microsoft didn't. <laughs> I, I could see
0: it happening in us in some way or form in the, in the future. Maybe not. Not, not, not for a while, but I don't know. They are doing very well with their sales on, on DLC, but I could s- I could see a backlash coming and that, that possibly happening. But um, before we get too far down the road of getting too negative of, about DLC, I was wondering, are there any examples you guys can think of where you've been really, really happy with DLC, where you feel that it's being done in, done right? Um, let's go with Nori first.
1: I think the, the most obvious answer to that question is Burnout. I think that goes without saying, what they've done with that game is just absolutely phenomenal. Now I'm not a big Burnout fan, to be honest, because it's uh, it's a bit repetitive I think. Uh, but the way that they just keep building on it and building on it and building on it. Um, I've owned a copy of Burnout twice now. The first time around, before the DLC came out, I traded it in for something else. Uh, when the Bikes patch came out, I picked it up again. Since then I've traded it a second time. And now with this new batch of DLC coming out, I'm on the verge of picking it up for a third time. So, uh, to me, that's that's pretty good DLC if it's um, if it's making me pick that game up on three separate occasions.
2: <laughs> well, I was I was going to say better as well, but since you stole that, uh, <laughs> well, I was just I was just saying I think um, Valve generally have done it really well, but in particular Team Fortress 2. On the PC has been really, really successful DLC-wise because it brought out different updates to a uh, for like new, new weapons and new maps and new game modes. It's all been free and everything, so I think that's really it's been really uh, successful.
0: Well, you both stole one of my entire topics, which was going to be <laughs> free, free DLC because both both of those games are notable for their DLC being free. Um, as, well, I guess Valve with on the PC only and I guess Criterion have just released this new DLC pack, which they're charging for, but how much DLC did they release, which was free? It's so many patches, so many extra stuff, which just amazed me that they kept churning this stuff out and saying it's free, and we're like, you, you can charge for this if you want to. <laughs> no, no, like, we'll, we'll keep making it free. And it's just ridiculous, but I'm not complaining, obviously. Um, do you think do you think that there's an argument that one at some point we're only going to want free DLC. If, if some people are doing it and some people aren't, are we just going to you know gravitate, gravitate towards free DLC? What, what do you reckon, Jonathan?
2: Well, I think everyone likes a bit of everyone likes a bit of free DLC, but it depends how much is in the DLC. Basically, like if you've got, like I think the you know, like the Left Dead thing has just been um, announced the DLC with the new vistas campaigns and things, and I'm guessing that's going to be. Uh, they're going to charge for that on the 360 anyway but as long as you've got plenty there i don't mind paying for it if it's worth the money it's just these stupid um what's it called stupid like costumes and things which really are the are the bad thing i think
0: but we're definitely not a fan of costumes on this podcast how, how about no.
1: you know <laughs> i i mean i think it's important to remember as well that a lot of these um, a lot of these things that cost money initially when released don't eventually. And I'll give the Halo maps a, a, up as another example of that. Usually 800 points as soon as they're released, but six, seven months later, they're usually free. So it's really an early adopters tax, isn't it? Uh, later on in the day or later on in the year, you, you end up picking up for free anyway. So if, if you're prepared to wait that long, it is free DLC. Um, I think the line's just is just blurred again when it depends on what the content actually is. And I think uh, you're obviously going to speak about the Grand Theft Auto uh, DLC that's coming out. That's like a whole new game. I don't mind paying for that. Uh, but the odd patches and things that they keep feeding into Burnout—that's that's that's slightly different, I think.
0: Hmm. Uh, well, we we could get onto the onto the Grand Theft Auto one. I I, I think actually we'll say that for the end because I, I reckon that's quite a uh, interesting idea, which kind of builds and takes from all all the other things we're going to be talking about. But um. I don't know if either of you guys are aware of the Battlefield Heroes game that's coming out. Do, do, have you yes, been?
2: yes, I've been watching that for quite a while now. Okay,
0: so you probably know more about, more about it than me. All I know is that it's going to use advertisements and avatar customization to generate its revenue, but otherwise, apart from that, it's free. Uh,
2: I think well, it's been development for quite a while now. I think it's going to be a free-to-download game on the PC, and and it's like it's like it's like normal Battlefield. You get different classes and things, but it's like a cartoony World War II setting. And um, and yeah, they're they're just going to gain the money from advertising within the game, not like within the actual uh, playing environment, but within like loading screens and the main menu and things having it, And as you said, um, character customization as well, going to bring out new uh, clothes and things, I think.
0: And what's great about that is that none of the stuff that's coming out is actually going to make players any stronger, as far as I'm, and that I think that's a huge important point. With the DLC, they've, they've ensured that players can play it without feeling um, underpowered without getting any of, the, any of this DLC. But it's going to tempt people because if you're all looking the same, it's going to be well, shit. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to, to get uh, different, different stuff. Um, I, what do you do? You think there's any kind of future in that kind of attitude, Nori, for other first-person shooter games or even any any other kind of game?
1: Okay. Uh, I think well, it just remains to be seen really doesn't it, it depends how successful that game is I think before anybody else picks up on it and, and displays a, a similar sort of attitude towards releasing a, a game in a similar fashion, I don't really know an awful lot about it to, to comment really
0: Enough. I mean I, I think it's risky it's ambitious, if it works it's going to change I think every kind every game really, you could see it's, it's EA, you know, it's not a small company doing this, there's EA behind this and if, they're, if it's successful they're only going to integrate it into the other games mm-hmm. so I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but it, it's certainly an exciting thing and well, I, I guess it probably is a good, a good thing if it's free Absolutely <laughs> <Based> on, <laughs> yeah. um, One of the other positive, sort of good DLC, DLC done right, was um, that I wanted to bring up was Guitar Hero World Tour Rock Band SingStar uh, do either of you have any of those games
2: yeah I've got uh, both two and the original rock band
0: wow so you've got a lot of, a lot of plastic in your house <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: so how do, you, how do you feel about it being basically just this base game that you get but you can get lots and lots of songs all for the same price because uh, I think that to me that strikes as
2: being a really really good deal if I had more money <laughs> I think I'd I'd buy a lot more of the Because it is good how they're bring out bring it out weekly without without feeling there's quite a bit of variety there. But it's just well it's just too expensive for me, to be honest. <laughs>
0: um how how about you, Nori? Do you have um either any of those games?
1: Yeah, well I have the original rock band on the Xbox. and just to be different, I've got the new guitar hero on the Playstation. Uh, which, looking back now, is a bit foolish. And um, I've got the original Sing Uh Helpfully, I don't have any microphones for it, so I haven't actually played it. Um, but the the rock bands I mean, when that first came out, everybody was so excited about it, and I was certainly one of them. And when the DLC started popping up on Marketplace, I was just buying any old crap, really. Um, I think I've got a band called Disturbed on there, and... Good God, it's really awful. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not even music. But, um, you know, I was just throwing money away on on anything to play on rock band because I was just so bored with the stuff that was on the disc. Uh, I kind of learnt the lesson. I just stopped doing it. So now um, I've got the two discs, obviously. I've got the DLC I bought in the early days, but I I don't spend a penny at all now, if I can help it, unless it's a song I really do like. And to be honest... The DLC so far hasn't been very good.
0: So you're actually both not really that positive about about the DLC. I mean, Jonathan, you're saying that you, know, you wouldn't... Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I definitely both <laughs> uh, have <laughs> the money.
0: Sorry, you've been burnt in the past, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do enjoy loading up and having a go of uh, Bon Jovi and stuff like that. That's always good fun. But I'm not going to actively go searching through the, the library of songs and trying to find anything else. I'm quite happy with what I've got.
0: Sure. I mean... The reason why I why I brought it up is because I, I like the idea of these games being platforms and you being able to add music as and as in how much you want to to them. So really, it's kind of like an iTunes system. It's, if
1: that uh, if that was the case, that would be great. But they keep bringing out these different skews, don't they? Different yeah. discs and things like that. So initially, when I bought Rock Band, I thought that was going to be the case. But I I, I I resent having to show out even more money for an, another disc. Yeah. Uh, for for sure. maybe three songs I want off it and the rest I don't I don't like.
2: Well, I think Rock Band's going to do this now with you being able to import all the uh, the Rock Band 1 the songs on the disc on, into Rock Band 2 and hopefully you should be able to do it with with like, Rock Band 3 and so on and so forth.
0: I mean, is, is there an argument that maybe they should stop it at Rock Band 2? That they should just say, that's it? We're just going to keep releasing songs and discs and... What, what have you, but no more not another game, because it, like like Nori says, once you start introducing more SKUs, more different games, and it's getting a bit complicated, it would be nice just to have it more streamlined, like iTunes, where you just know how much everything costs exactly, like every song costs the same, pretty much, every television show, every film, whatever I mean, would that be better if, if they were, both games were like that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd much prefer that and I'd like to see I um, see, what I think they're doing, I could be wrong of course, but what I think they're doing is they're releasing any old garbage onto the PlayStation Store and Xbox Live. And they're keeping back the good songs for the disc releases. That's what I honestly think they're doing. And it makes perfect sure. business sense to do that. Um so when these things come out, I, you know, I feel forced to, to pick up two or three different discs. And I like um, I like the idea that you can have all your rock band songs, you know, just through the um, through your hard drive just by putting in a code or whatever it is that you you, you do with that. Uh, but as it as it stands at the moment, I don't think they're going to change it. I think they're going to keep releasing pretty poor content onto the uh, the marketplace, and they're going to just keep releasing these discs out. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think it should be. I think it should be more streamlined, and I think it should be more like iTunes.
0: So uh, so, what do you reckon, Jonathan? In principle, do you agree, or do you do you kind of think that maybe it's not as simple as that?
2: No, I think it would be a lot better if it just had it streamlined like iTunes. But I think, like Nori said, it's a better business sense to just keep releasing discs and keeping all the good content uh, for the disc releases.
0: And it seems like this is where we keep coming back to. At the end of the day, DLC has so much potential, but there seems to be this marketing influence to make it into something which as I don't know, hardcore gamers, I'd hate that word, but you know, get people who, who like to play games a lot... There's, we have a problem with because it feels like we're being exploited, left, right, and centre. Uh, I, I don't know what what do you what do you think, Nori? Do you reckon that it's really at the end of the day DLC could be something better, but it's marketing getting in the way?
1: Yeah, I think it's still early days as well, so so it's maybe maybe a bit early to you know to to get all really upset about it. But I think. Uh, the way that it's going, it's probably just treading water at the moment. It's trying to find out or the companies, the businesses are trying to find out what they can and can't get away with. And I think generally, on a whole, consumers need to get uh, a, a bit more knowledgeable about how it works. Stop paying for stuff that is really worthless, and start um, start looking at things. Start trying to buy things that um, that are going to improve the situation rather than, than make it worse. Uh, I mean, if, if Hundred thousand people go away and buy the Grand Theft Auto um, DLC, then that sends a positive message that that's what people want and it's the sort of content that they want. But if another hundred thousand people go away and buy silly costumes and little Big Planet, then it, it sends the wrong message to these developers that um, that they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing at the moment. Uh, it could very well be better, but at the state of play at the moment, if people keep buying, the really bad DLC, uh, that's just going to keep happening.
0: By all accounts, that sounds like what's happening. I mean, do you you agree, Jonathan, that maybe it's people who maybe don't know as much? I don't know if that's what Nori was implying, but sites regularly. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say,
2: uh, um, I think marketing people, uh, I think the target mainly, like, more casual gamers who don't, well, as you said, keep up with the... Game in press and just like think, ooh, that looks good, like little big costumes or whatever, and just it doesn't matter. It's only like a pound or something, so I'll just go and just go and pick that up because it looks good. But then it, really, it's worthless. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, this is and it, what it makes me wonder is why Nintendo are so afraid of DLC, because surely they've got the market. Who would eat that stuff? I just I, I I know that maybe necessarily there aren't many Wii's actually connected to the internet, but there's still going to be quite a few, and I know there are certainly people using the virtual console store, but they just don't have any DLC for any of their games. I mean, I I know tons of people who would instantly buy Super Mario Galaxy Devils. and I'd probably be one of them actually, to be honest. But um, <laughs> do you, do you think Nintendo are missing opportunity here? Is it is are they off the ball? What, what do you reckon, Jonathan?
2: Well. <laughs> to be perfectly honest I don't really think they need to at the it, yeah good point <laughs> you know there's the, like just sitting all the bother just sitting back going oh, mate, and, I don't know I'm selling 20 million a year ah it doesn't matter we'll just do it some other time <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely um, maybe, maybe that's that's it um, before before we close I just wanted to offer up my vision which is going to sound completely balmy but I'm going to go with it anyway so it was something Nori was alluding to earlier. With the Grand Theft Auto DLC that's coming up, it's essentially a whole new game. Um, you know, you've got this campaign, which is going to be huge, it's a bunch of new characters, but it's all taking place in the same city. So, what that kind of says that there could be in the future is this platform of Grand Theft Auto 4. With Vice City being put on top of it, and San Andreas, and maybe you know, eventually this T- Tokyo version that we're going to hear about, or going back to London, and this idea that maybe they could just keep adding game, well, yeah, really games to this game, you know, full, full, huge games over and over and over to this one engine through DLC. And I was wondering what either of you thought about that, whether that that could be the future for DLC. Um, let's go with Jonathan
2: first. Well, to be honest, I'd love that, I really would. If they just uh, gave San Andreas and GTA 3 and basically like it's just a makeover to stick it in the engine and then just allowed you to, I don't know, go to the airport and just pick different flights to go over and be able to just either mess about or do like maybe an alternate storyline or something, I don't know. That I'd, I'd absolutely, I'd pay, I'd pay any, well not anything, but pretty much. And with it, within a, sanity for that. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> would you Would you pay anything for it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's the future we're hoping for, isn't it? That if we can buy a a game which is already very good and then the DLC makes it even better uh, over the period of the next couple of years, I mean, that's an investment for the future. Normally, when somebody buys a, a game that's traded again within the next three to four months and it's questionable whether you've had your $40 or £40 out of it but in that case, that's just an experience that's just going to get bigger and bigger and it's going to grow. And uh, I'm, I, I think that is hopefully the future of DLC and uh, less of the little big planet costumes and more of that <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> so
0: that that's my vision, which I I guess you guys are approvable. I wanted to also see what you guys were hoping. I mean, not just with GTA 4. Is there anything you really want to happen with DLC in the future?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, we spoke about it earlier, but I'd like to see, if we go back to the PlayStation and Xbox uh, divide, I'd like to see more DLC for Sony titles. Uh, It doesn't have to be exactly the same as what's coming out in the 360. For example, Fallout 3 is getting maybe three DLC packs um, on the 360 side. I'd like to see another three coming out for the PlayStation. And I think it's not really Sony's fault per se. It's it's also the developer of the game as well. They they they've really done a cut and shut job on that particular title. They shifted uh, something that was it wasn't ready and it was pretty much broken by the time it landed on store shelves. They had to patch it later on to fix it. I think they actually own they actually owe the, the Sony fan base uh, something. DLC to make it better in the future. And I don't I don't fall into the basket that it's definitely Sony's fault. I think the developer has to take some responsibility there as well. And I would like to see them releasing something on the, the, the PS3 side.
0: Do you think that's up to... Because you're saying it's not really Sony's fault. Do you think that they need to go with multi-platform games to get this DLC? Or do you, do you think they should keep doing what they're doing with exclusive games but really push it?
1: Well, I think um, in the case of Fallout 3 particularly, I think um, Sony, they they were to blame, obviously, for not shelling out the money at the very start, and they should have probably put more effort in it. But I still think the developers should have put more effort into what they they ended up releasing as the finished product for Fallout 3. And I think they still owe, and I'm maybe going over the whole ground here, but they still owe the people that picked it up on day of release only to be disappointed. Um, They owe them additional content, and they should come to some sort of arrangement with Sony to do that. And I don't think there's any plan to do that. I think it's all specific to the 360 and PC versions at the moment. And it's disappointing.
0: It would be a good gesture to just say, here's the Operation Anchorage stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's um,
1: not. And it's, it's pie-in-the-sky stuff, but that's what I would like to see. So. Sure.
0: Okay, how about you, Jonathan? What, what's, what are the things you're hoping for with DLC in the future?
2: Uh p- just like them to make it all free, please. That'd be nice. That would work. <laughs> oh, no, but, but yeah, seriously though, uh, I don't really know. I just like keep bringing out things not that extend the lifetime of like games. I think because like this, all this Fallout stuff is really good and GD good. Although I think the GTA is a little bit too late to be honest. Like it's it's it's, it's nearly a year now after release. Yeah. And it's, I think most people now will trade it in, and so they're gonna have to buy it again, which either which might you that might have been uh rockstar's intention because they they'll think uh we'll, we'll release it after a year and most people have got rid of it by then so they'll leave out to buy it new, which will give them get them even more revenue or premium obviously which won't but um yeah and just yeah just just and make it value for money as well or free.
0: <laughs> I think um, I think the the universal message I'm getting from both of you guys is that it's really the per, the peripheral kind of paraphernalia type DLC that we want to see to to go. I mean, it's stuff like costumes for Little Big Planet, yeah, uh, and just it, Free 4
1: I think it should stay, but just uh, don't charge any money for it. That's the key thing. It's yeah, not I, I worth wouldn't say anything.
2: I don't need. Oh. I, I think it will be. It really should be free because it's nothing. Oh, actually, I just saw something That's really terrible. <laughs> Some really bad DLC uh, for FIFA 09. They brought out a. All they brought out alternate commentaries. Oh my god. The in different, <laughs> in different, in different, like different languages. So if I, I could go and buy the Spanish comment area. i a, <laughs> and, put that a, and it cost. I think it cost like two hundred and fifty pounds. So, which is just stupid. Anyway.
0: <laughs> If I was if I was drunk, I'd easily get that because I would be a laugh <laughs> after a few. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I think really that it's we're all we're kind of fine with the big stuff, but it's the little side stuff that gets on our nerves. And yes, yeah. we just want to see DLC be more substantial, more more important, and less exclusive. I think is is from the message from Nori. Maybe yeah. maybe developers are are selling themselves out of on one system. Um, okay, so I think that's pretty good time to, to close to today's episode. So, um, guys, do you want to bl- plug any of the sites you work for? Jonathan, how about you first?
2: Oh yeah, CG UK, all the guys over there. Hello. <laughs> um, that's at yeah, justcrankygamersuk.com. Uh, just... Yes, it is. Yeah, well, you should visit. We've got loads of game nights. <laughs> get down at the ga- get down at the gamer nights.
1: <laughs> I wondered how long it would take
2: you. <laughs> uh, yeah, to so just. Thanks for being such a, a great community, and it's the sanctuary for gamers who are very good as well, Monkey Chunk and uh, Crazy Super over there. Do you want to shout
0: out the URL for them as well?
2: Uh that's it's sanctuaryforgamers.com with a four because it can't spell apparently. <laughs> and uh, and finally, uh, the Ninja Fat Pigeons who I just who I just recorded record podcast with. You should go and download that. That's that's up uh, right now. They're they're at. Uh, it's ninjafatpigeons.com or .net or something. And just Google it, you'll find out. Sure. And, and um... Yeah, they're, they're a good community as well. No, that's, yeah, absolutely.
0: Ninja Fat Pigeons are excellent. And uh, Zan, the host, has possibly the best radio voice I've ever heard. He's got I'm the most smooth voice in the world. <laughs> um, and what gaming nights do you organise at CGUK, uh, John?
2: Which one uh, Is it? 360 ones? Yeah, I just did a three sixty one. one. Now... Uh, but I used to do the Halo one as well. But that Jonas does Jonas Maximus does that now, and he's he seems to be um, doing really well with that. But yeah, the Xbox 360 game night. It's on Fridays, uh, eight till 10-ish, GMT PM, um, and you should just come along. We've got, we've got threads on the forums, and you can vote for different all sorts of different games.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, if you hop over to crankygamersuk.com, they've got an excellent podcast there hosted by TOS and Fly and some great game nights. No, um, John does 360 ones, and Nori does the PS3 ones, but Nori also does quite a lot of other stuff. You're a blog writer there, and you've got your own podcast and blog. So do you want to plug those?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I do, as you know, my own audio reviews, uh, which is... Now, if I can get this right, I think it's nori316.wordpress.com to, to find them. Um, that's probably wrong, of course. Um, <laughs> this will be very easy, actually, because uh, I'd like to shout out to exactly the same people as Jonathan did, uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, the only one I'd maybe add is Frugal Gaming. Uh, oh, which,
2: yes, how uh, good
1: <laughs> is done, obviously, who, if you haven't been to that site, then you absolutely have to visit because that man will save you an absolute fortune. Uh, Basically, he finds all the bargains on the internet and uh, posts them on his blog, and it's absolutely fantastic. It will save you an absolute fortune. So, well worth it. And obviously, the big shout-out to Cranky Gamers, Taws, Fly, everybody there. Sanctuary for Gamers as well. Uh, Steve and Chris, obviously. And uh, I think that's probably me. Ninja Fat Pigeons, I can't miss them out, of course. (laughs)
0: So I mean, we've been talking about saving lots of money, and like you say, frugal gaming. I think it's um, frugalgaming.com or .co.uk, maybe both. Um, but certainly, uh, if you follow them on Twitter, you can just find loads of bargains. They Not just right. they pop up right on, on your Twitter account every day, and it's yes. perfect. Uh, so I'll just I'll just plug myself a little bit. Um, if you can find more about me at that's shoinan.com, that's uh, shoina .com. This site, hopefully when uh this podcast hopefully by the time it goes up will have its own site which will be bigredpotion.wordpress.com and uh i think that's it you can find more more of me at thegamereviews.com and egcgames.com both excellent sites full of really good writers so it's bye from me it's bye from nori and it's bye from jonathan and thank you for listening to the first episode of big red potion bye-bye
2: bye